With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah. You already know what time it is. It's that official time. When we take this worldwide. So now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up We all up in your area like landscape Definitely bringing you the power slamming pancakes It's the mandate that you tune in It's time to move out so we can move in And recognize that this is no illusion I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion It all started off in the book of Genesis When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him He touched his hip but he really could have devoured him and from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game, so now we gotta change brains. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. Episode 238, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Of course, I am Chris Featherstone. As always, follow us at Crave Wrestling on Facebook and at Crave Wrestling on Twitter. 238 episodes, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, uh, we have interviews every week on the show. And, you know, I, I really handpick my interviews specifically because I, I really get interested in knowing just the careers of people, people who are legends, people who have a, a pedigree. And just like wondering, you know, just just people who 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 came from legends and just soaking in their expertise to become a wrestler themselves and just their experience of of being a second or a third generation wrestler. This person did very very well in Florida Championship Wrestling, winning the heavyweight championship. He is the son of one of the greatest wrestlers of all time and my personal uh, top three favorite wrestlers of all time. One of my top three favorite wrestlers, Ricky Steamboat. So without ladies, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to bring on the show, former Florida championship wrestling heavyweight champion, Richie 
Steamboat, how are you tonight, sir? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right, man. Uh, my, <laughs> my, I have a four-year-old, and you know, a lot of people on the sh- uh, who listen to the show know they have a four-year-old, and <clears throat> my youngest will be two in January, and it's a. Uh, uh, both of them are so incredibly handsome, and my my one uh, year and nine months old, uh, he's gotten to the point now where he's uh, he's he's in the affection stage, and he'll uh, just randomly uh, give my wife and I kisses, and he's just so irresistible. I think he had a daycare bug, and he was sniffing and coughing last week, and uh, we were still we were still kissing him. Uh, my, my wife survived, but, uh, I end up having, uh, coughing so much that, uh, and sniffing so much that I lost my voice this weekend, but I feel better and I'm here and I'm, I'm glad to, to speak with you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I can definitely relate. Um, I've got a five-year-old and, uh, another little boy on the way due in March. Nice. So I definitely understand the, the daycare bug and, and how that goes, man. You can't, can't resist those little ones, especially your own, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, man. So, you know, if anything, it gives me immunity. So it, it makes me more immune to, you know, those bugs when they come around so I can not be as uh, sniffy and, and coughy uh, next time. It, it, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of daycare bug, you were uh, a child of uh, such a legend uh, before we get into – uh, your awesome uh, career at FCW and NXT, um, you know, it would behoove me to uh, not talk about your awesome legendary father, WWE Hall of Famer, R- Ricky Steamboat. Now, explain to us uh, how it felt to be carried uh, as an infant uh, to the WrestleMania. I mean, it was him against uh, Valentine, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yes. Um, you know, and I, and, and, and I'd like to say, you know, uh, thank you very much for the, uh, the introduction and, and everything and the appreciation you've, you've shown to my father and, and for what he's done in the, in the professional sport of, of professional wrestling. Um, you know, that moment was, was so, so real to me. And as a, as a child, you, you don't quite understand everything and you see people, screaming and yelling and clapping and grabbing and trying to just touch him and and he's holding me and it it was kind of a, a little bit of a scary experience um uh, to be honest you know because it's like you know you're you're thrown into this environment with you know 90 plus thousand people and uh you know i i was kind of you know, around the business for, for a, a few years before that. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's, it's kind of a new thing. Um, but I'll tell you, it was what, what a, what a great experience that was. And growing up, you know, I've, I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, what is it like being the son of, you know, a WWE hall of famer, someone that arguably had one of the best matches in wrestling history, mm-hmm. uh, Ricky Steamboat, Randy Savage, WrestleMania three. And, um, and you know, the way I, I look at it, um, you know, to me, he's just my dad, mm-hmm. just, just like you have a dad and, you know, all of our listeners have dads and parents and, you know, we, we come over for Christmas and we have, you know, dinners together. And then we, maybe we argue sometimes and we get along, we laugh, we love, we live life. You know what I mean? Like to me, he's, he, he, he's my dad and, and, and foremost, 
he's a great mentor in my life. He's he always has been. Um, I appreciate so much from what he's done for for our family and and the sacrifices that he's made in the ring, and uh, you know the time away from home that he spent. Um, you know because you know, as a young kid he caught that bug that passion. And, and, you know, as a kid sitting in front of a TV watching a wrestling show, mm-hmm. mid-Atlantic days, or even today at WWE TV, uh, you know, you, you find yourself getting those goosebumps and those feelings of, man, you know, that could be me. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's so awesome. You know, that's so cool. I wish I could do that. And, and you know, that's just that instinct that that takes over you and you know right now i've got the goosebumps myself it's just something it's just part of you and and when you catch that bug you know you just you realize that this is your passion and when you're so passionate like my father and i are about wrestling you know it's just natural for us um you know my father was raised a very hard-working middle-class family um always to do you know to be honest and do the right thing um and I was raised the same way. And when you're, when you have, you know, you're, you're a hard worker, you have a great family behind you that supports you. Um, and you have passion, you know, that's really all you need to succeed in anything in life. And and that's something I'd like to say to all the listeners, you know, whatever you guys want to, whatever you're doing, whatever you're passionate about, give it everything you have, because that is the most important thing you can do. And if you want to succeed, I can guarantee success with hard work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. That's that's such an inspirational thing because I know for me, uh, I'm actually a PhD student now, and um, you know it's it's one of those things that the only thing um, that the, the you know the only thing that stops you from the start to the finish line in most cases is you. You know what I mean? It, it, you know if you exactly. Yeah, a lot of times people think a, a thought or a dream is so insurmountable. You know that uh, uh, it just seems like you know the the process is so overwhelming. But when you I tell people this all the time, when you learn how to celebrate in phases, the road isn't that bad. You know, and it's uh, and that's what I'm small victories. Small small victories will 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 uh, will you know will get you to success. Yep, absolutely. Yep, absolutely. You know, it's it's the ladder of success comes with rungs, and you have to step on each and every one of them. So, you know, and, and I think we a lot of times we uh, we overlook and we underappreciate those rungs. And uh, you know, it's that's uh, that's some some great great inspiration there. I appreciate that. So you were born uh, in the late eighties, later eighties. Um, you know, and about seven years, uh, you missed the the really really good, hearty uh, NWA territory wrestling, uh, but you did, were able to pick up on the early WrestleManias, like you know you, you appeared as far and, and as well as uh, the early '90s WCW uh, when your father was there as well. Did you ever, you know, as, as a wrestling, you know, uh, someone who's passionate about the business, um, how how were you able to um, kind of relive those moments? You, you mentioned uh, Mid Atlantic, NWA, things like that, um, where your uh, father absolutely thrived. Were you, you know, are you one of those historians who look at tapes and things like that to? Uh, when you were wrestling to really hone your craft and help you out with that? 
Absolutely. You know, um, you know, to, to know where you're going, you have to know where you've been. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in professional wrestling, um, even as far back as the 50s and the 60s, you know, understanding the business and where, how far it's come and the changes that have, that have happened over the time, you know, everything is, is now kind of basically consolidated into one large company, WWE world wrestling entertainment. Um, and, um, I'm very, so I'm so grateful for them. They've been awesome for me and, and my father, Uh, I couldn't say anything bad about them. They've been great, but, you know, going back to like the territory days, you know, and watching film, you know, that was kind of where, um, I got a lot of my passion from because as a young kid, I was born in 1987, mm-hmm. um, and my dad retired in 94. So I didn't get a lot of years, uh, being able to watch my father live on TV. So I would go back through old footage and, and, and watch things and not only his wrestling match. Um, you know, I would watch the four horsemen, the Tully Blanchards, um, you know, Harley race, all the, the legends of our sport. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to miss somebody. I'm not, you know, there's many, many legends, you know, I don't want to disgrace anyone or say any, you know, miss someone's name and, and, and not speak of them. But, you know, there were so many people that were influ- influential in my career, you know, going into it, I sat down with my dad, you know, I was 19 and I had a decision to make. I, I had a decision to either go play football at Clemson University as a linebacker, which I had a full scholarship, or I was going to go into the professional wrestling field. And I was going to uh, pursue, you know, a lot of people say your father's footsteps. I, I, don't, I don't like to use those words, but, you know, that's a lot of the, the, the way that it's worded. Um, you know, and I sat down with him, and, and, and he said, you know, you know, Richie, I've, I've, I've raised you. You're a man. Because you're going to have to make your own decision for yourself and, and what you do in, in your life. And that was really the first time he kind of gave me the reins and, and let me make my own decisions as far as, like, you know, like these big life-changing decisions. Um, um, and, um, you know, Going back as a kid, I've always been involved in wrestling. Since I was five years old, I was an amateur wrestler. Um, I've won five state championships. I won a national title as an amateur wrestler. I was on an all-star junior Olympic team. Um, I've done a lot of things. I've always been a wrestler. That's kind of my, you know, I've always been a wrestler and an athlete. And and football was a passion that I had in high school, but it it didn't go far enough back for me to connect uh, you know, a life changing thing like that. So I decided, I said, dad, I said, I want to, I want to do what you, what you do, you know? And, uh, I don't want to just, you know, learn from you, you know, as, as much as you know, I, I, I want to try and experience it the way that you experienced it, you know? So from the get go, we had a plan. Um, and that started here in Charlotte. I wrestled, um, I did some training with the NWA legend, uh, George South. Yep. He was a great worker, great guy, and has always been a great friend to me. Um, still to this day, I talk to him at least once a week. Um, I, I started my first six months with him and really got some good fundamentals and basics. Uh, from there, I was able to go out to Missouri and live uh, live out there in uh, the Lake of the Ozarks where Harley Race has his school. Um, and I got off and WLW, and, you know, being able just to, you know, 
have Harley in the building, you know, and, and you're, you're, you're in this warehouse and he's just sitting at a table drinking a cup of coffee and he's watching everyone work. <laughs> and just to be able to go over and ask for his advice, you know, the legend, Harley Race. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, for me, that doesn't get much, it doesn't get much better than that. You know, I, you know, I idolize the man. Um, and and being able just to go. Now you work with Tommaso Ciampa there, right? I did. Yes, 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 I did. Um, you know, just being able to go to him and talk to him about, um, you know, what I needed to improve or his ideas and, and just pick his brain was just uh, a very humbling and amazing experience for me. So, um, I, I was there uh, for about six months, and he has an affiliation with Pro Wrestling Noah in Japan. Yeah. And um, they came over, and they did a show, and they were kind of scouting talent and stuff like that. And uh, luckily, I was picked to go over and live in the dojo in Japan. So I then uh, packed my bags. I kept my little apartment I had there in uh, Missouri. And uh, I flew over to Japan and lived in Tokyo in the Pro Wrestling Noah Dojo for three months. Um, what a, you know, as, as, you know, I think I was probably 21 at the time, maybe 20. What a life-changing experience that was in a culture shock for me. Yeah. Um, not just the wrestling aspect of it, but just the whole Japanese culture. I have uh, Japanese in my blood. My grandmother is full Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um and it was my first experience in Japan, and what a wonderful time I had um, with the culture and the fans and the, and the friends that I made there. But the, the the wrestling is 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 much different than it is here in the states. You know, it's it's on the front page of the paper next to the sumo wrestling and the baseball. Yeah, I mean it's it's a real sport. And I and I'll give you an example. The first thing that they asked me when I got to the dojo, when I put my bags down, they asked me if I had a mouthpiece. <laughs> Wow. Because because every single night, every show I went to, there was multiple people getting knocked out, shoot knocked out every single night. And I mean, it is legit. I mean, it it was uh it was quite it, the experience for me. They called, you know, um a young boy or an American is called a gaijin. Gaijin, yep. Yep. And um you know, as as a young boy, you know, I went over to Japan with probably a year, a year and a half experience, you know, uh, and was given this awesome opportunity and um, was humbled by the whole experience and, and learned so much. And just the the whole wrestling side of it by itself opened my eyes to a whole different thing um, that, you know, before I didn't really understand. Now, you can watch as much film as you want, but if you're not there and you don't experience it, um, you know, it's kind of hard to compare um, but the, you know, I, I, again, I wanted to go to all these different places and try and learn the way that my father learned way those, all these legends had learned. And, um, I picked up so much from Japan. Um, I love those guys so much and I appreciate them all. Um, I then after my stint in Japan, uh, I went back to the States and I think I wrestled some indie promotions for about a month. Um, and then was fortunate enough to, uh, go over to England and uh and wrestling in england for about three months for uh brian dixon and uh i wrestled in ireland england um a few other places uh did a lot of the butland shows i don't know if you're familiar with england but they have these these holiday camps they're called butlands and uh brian they they put on these shows 
um, for the for the fans. So you get a lot of a lot of people, maybe a thousand people, but they're all there for the the festival and the camp and the rides and everything else. But it's it's great experience because you get a fan reaction and you understand like what exactly I'm doing in the ring and I'm I'm I just slammed this guy down on the mat and I get this great reaction from the fans. All right, what do I do next? Mm. Mm. Um, so, you know, and, and the, the English style is much different than, than a lot of other places. It's kind of like Mexico. It's very fluid, very, uh, seamless kind of working together. And, and, um, it just has this great storytelling ability about it. Um, uh, and I, and I learned a lot there and, uh, came back to the States and wrestled for about another month and a half and went down to Puerto Rico and wrestled for Carlos Colon. Uh, for three months. Um, so I really wanted to, you know, going back to learn the way that the legends learned, because that was, you know, that's where they got where, where they were in their position. You know, they didn't just have one style. They, you know, they got to wrestle guys from different territories in the States, uh, from overseas, everywhere. So um, I got to actually, my last night there, it was probably, it absolutely is, the coolest match I've ever had. I got to tag team. Yeah, I tag team with my dad. Yeah. Um, and uh, man, I'll tell you what. When I say we we blew the roof off the place, we did. <laughs> it was a it was an awesome night, man. It was uh, making the hot tag to the old man was uh, was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's so funny about that because I remember watching WrestleMania 25 uh, when he came back and wrestled. Um, in that match against uh, Jericho, the handicap match, and then the following month was just a singles match. He was so over on 25, getting that hot tag, and, you know, the whole you still got a chance. You know, it's just one of those things that if you, you know, he's he's known as one, being one of the greatest and most inspirational wrestlers of all time. And, you know, it doesn't matter if it's 20 years after, you know, being a full-time wrestler, if you got it, you got it. And you could tell, you know, during WrestleMania, during that WrestleMania season, uh, that he was itching to come back, you know, and just have that moment. And he sure did. It was, it was as a fan, as he being one of my all-time favorites, it was, it was just absolutely fantastic and amazing to see, you know, because, you know, you know how it is, man. You, you, you know, you you have ancestry, you have a heritage of being a pro wrestler. You see it. You you see all you see a lot of names, you see a lot of legends who unfortunately don't have it anymore and they're in their fifties and their sixties and they're going out there because they have to make a buck. You know, but you know, when it's it's awesome to see that he didn't have to step foot in the ring again, but he did it because he loves the business and he wanted to please the fans and to be able to wrestle you know, two months in a row, and especially that match against Jericho, it was absolutely amazing. How, how, what were your thoughts on on him coming back for that season? You know, him and I, we we sat down and we kind of, you know, I I instigated the conversation. I sat down with him, and you know, he had given me this idea of him coming back. And and first of all, let me tell you a little something about my dad. If, if he's if he's got an idea in his head, um. He's he already knows that he can do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he he would never come back and do something, you know, fifty percent or seventy five percent if he didn't think he could be at 
you know, 85, 90%, um, he would never do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we sat down and we talked about it and he asked my opinion of what I thought about it. And I said, you know, I said, you know, you, you've kind of been there and done that. I said, if this is, you know, you're, this is what you want to do, go for it, do it, you know? And, and he, he, you know, I, I don't know how much he took my opinion to heart. You know what I mean? I think he was just asking his son what he thought. Um, you know, I think he already had his mind made up on what he wanted to do. And, um, you know, after that WrestleMania match, um, I was there, man, what an incredible night that was. Um, it was, it was amazing to see as an adult, as me, as an adult, being able to see my dad perform, um, and then even after that match, my dad wrestled on probably about 10 or 15 house shows mm. uh, with Chris Jericho. And they went from town to town and they did, I mean, it, you know, it wasn't just, you know, WrestleMania and Backlash. There was quite a few matches in between there that he wrestled. And, and I'll tell you, at 56 years old, being out of the ring for 20 plus years, be able to come back in. Um, and I'll tell you, especially the Backlash match um, in 2009. I mean, he outworked ninety percent of that locker room. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm just being honest with you, and I'm not saying that because he's my dad. That's honestly, as a as a as a fan, that's how good he is at what he does. At fifty six, he could outwork ninety percent of the boys in that locker room, and um, you know, to I would love to see that, you know, if it could be any better, um, you know, with my dad and his, you know early thirties with Jericho. Yeah. Um, you know, or, or, or the reactions that fans would get from, from, um, just the way he carries himself in the ring and, and, and what he does. Um, I think it would be truly amazing not to say that when he did it, it wasn't amazing because it was, but it was, uh, it was quite an experience. Um, I loved every second of it. I mean, it was so cool to me. Um, it was just, uh, it was a, it was an awesome day and an awesome night. And, uh, I was so proud of him and I know he wanted to come, he wanted to do it because he, you know, he, he, like you said, he had that bug and he was kind of, you know, the night before he was getting inducted into the hall of fame and he was feeling it. And, uh, you know, I could tell, um, months ahead of time that he was thinking the wheels were turning in his head and, and, uh, it was an awesome experience. And I'm so glad that he got to do it because, yeah. you know, um, not many people can 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 come back and be able to do it like in the style he did. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> you know, speaking and and that's a good segue to my last question I have for you is that, you know, of course you had a successful run in FCW, um, becoming the heavyweight champion and just, <clears throat> you know, being in the same ring with a bunch of successful names that we see right now, such as Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, uh, you know, uh, and it's just. It's absolutely amazing to see just uh, just how they really groomed you to, to, to really carry that steamboat moniker. Now, unfortunately, you had to end your career, um, you know, pretty, pretty abruptly um, because of your back. Now, you, you have, you know, kind of teased that uh, you, you, you're kind of getting that itch again. Yeah, is there an opportunity for us to see you back in the ring? And then, you know, of course, Chris Jericho's still around. Maybe 
we could see a Ricky Steamboat, Richie Steamboat versus Chris Jericho match. You know, I've I've uh, I've been doing a lot of interviews and a lot of uh, podcasts and things like that. Um, and uh, you know, right the last few years, you know, I had my I had a back injury. Um, like you said, I was I was uh, Florida heavyweight champion. I was also tag team champions with Seth Rollins. Yep. I was the Jack Briscoe uh, 15 champion um, as well. Um, I held every every title in FCW. Um, and I was really given the position going into NXT and this new um, endeavor that they were that were they were starting, you know, with Full Sail University at the time and um, crowning the, the first ever NXT champion. I, I was I was given a role model um place in that and I was I, I was very comfortable in that position um like I said I've kind of have traveled the world and, and been able to do a lot of things in my life very fortunate for that and um you know I'll tell you man what what a bad timing for for an injury yeah. because uh, you know not only would I've more than likely uh, you know gone further in the tournament from the semifinals to the to the finals but you know speaking to you now I would definitely be a champion uh, an intercontinental champion, the WWE champion, the heavyweight champion, I would be, you know, or have multiple titles at this time. You know, I, uh, the, the injury couldn't have happened at a worse time for me in my career. It was really getting to the point to where, um, things were taking off and they were, you know, all the hard work that I had done for so many years was paying off. Um, and I was going. I was having a feud with Cassius Ono on uh, NXT, and I had injured my back doing a moonsault, um, and I landed wrong, and I lost feeling and, and everything from my chin down. And uh, I could still move everything, but I couldn't feel anything. Mm. Um, and over the next few days, feelings started to come back to me, and um, I wrestled through it. You know, I worked um, several more weeks. And really kind of kept my mouth shut about it because I was given this position and I wanted to uh, make the most of it and didn't want to give up that opportunity. Um, and it just got to the point to where I, you know, I could, at the time my son was like two years old or three and I could, I couldn't even pick him up, mm. you know, and, and how would I be able to go in and, and, and do my job? Um, and I, uh, and I really sat down and I, I talked to, to the WWE doctors and, and discuss things with them. And, and, um, you know, I flew up to Pittsburgh and saw some specialists and things like that. And the best idea for, for my career and my future would be to kind of put the brakes on for a little bit, um, and get some things fixed in my back. Uh, I've had a few back surgeries and, um, and really just take some time off for myself and kind of rehab and, and kind of get back to where I could, you know, cause I, I was almost paralyzed. I, um, I'm lucky not to be in a wheelchair. So I feel very lucky and I, I want to be there for my kids and my family. Yeah. Um, for me personally, that's number one in my life is my family and my kids. And I'll tell you, I've had so much time, uh, so much fun spending time with them um, over the last couple of years, uh, being home, not traveling, not being in 200 cities a year and doing all these shows and missing birthdays and Christmases. And, and I've really enjoyed that time, but I've always had that itch for wrestling you know i've always something has always been missing for my life so you know a few weeks ago um i started kind of i started a, a an official facebook page um there's several other ones out there that are like fan facebook pages but this is my my official page um and and you can um 
I wanted to be involved in the sport somehow. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not going to say I'm 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 never going to wrestle again, and I'm not saying I am going to wrestle again. I, I just right now I want to be a part of the sport um, in any way I possibly can because it's it's a gap that's been missing in my life for a few years now, and and um, I'm doing a lot of personal appearances. Um, I was in uh, New Kent, Virginia last week, and the week before that I was in Lenore, North Carolina. Um, and I'm kind of limiting myself to two a month mm-hmm. just to kind of give myself some time to get back in the group of things. And, and, and um, you know, I've seen a lot of old friends that I haven't seen in a while. I've really been enjoying myself. Um, the next month I'm in Beach Mountain, North Carolina, and then I go up to um, Chicotee, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually doing an autograph signing with my dad uh, in Chicotee. So that's going to be really cool uh, to have a father and son together. Um, I feel good. My back feels good. Uh, I, you know, I've really been listening to my body and how I feel. Um, and, and, you know, I weigh about 215. Um, so, you know, I, I, I love the sport of wrestling. I love all the fans and I appreciate everyone so much and everything that they've given to me and, um, their cheers and their, you know, everything that, um, goes along with the sport. And I, I, I just feel like I need to give back, um, and I and you know I don't know. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. It's been four years, right? Yes, sir. Wow. Yeah, we need you back, man. And I, I don't want to, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to be the person that, uh, you know, tells you something you don't know. But uh, as a journalist and uh, as a wrestling fan, um, you know, I, I my two senses that. Uh, You've got a really awesome banner to carry, and you know if you if you're healthy enough, man, and you got that itch, we will definitely take you back with open arms as as fans. So, uh, wish the best for you, man. And um, you know, I understand I, I had back surgery too, and unfortunately, I'm, I'm looking to have another one here um, coming up uh, very soon. Uh, so I understand uh, how it is to have back problems, and um, you know, me being I spent, you know, a number of years as a trainer and, um, you know, I still work out five days a week, but just really trying to get back into my, um, my, my old, you know, intense, crazy intense workouts that I can't do cause my back. And so I understand, man. Um, it's just one of those things that your, your back is so sensitive and you don't want to re-aggravate it. Um, and you know, right now you're just putting your your feet in the water and you know testing the water. So I I, I think that's a smart idea, man. So you know I, I totally commend you uh, for just carrying the legacy uh, with such uh, success uh, of the Steamboat Legacy, man. And uh, we wish the best for you, man. Where where, where can we find you um, on Facebook or any other social media? Uh, right now, all I have is a. Is, I appreciate that very much. And uh, right now, I only have a uh, Facebook account. Um, there are, like I said, several fan pages. Um, but if you go, you know, if you go through them, you can definitely find which one is mine. I I post a lot of stuff. I say talk about my family, and and uh, and you'll you'll really be able to tell. Um, I don't have a Twitter account yet, but like I said, I've only been really back in the game for like three weeks now. Um, and I've I've got over 20 bookings from now until March just for some appearances. Yeah. So I'm really excited about being a part of 
of, of wrestling again and, and giving everything I can give back because the sport has given me so much and the fans have given me so much mm-hmm. um, to me and my family and, and just so appreciative and humbled by, by everything. And, um, you know, if anybody, any promoters are interested in, in, in booking me on a show, they can always go to my Facebook page and, and go through those channels to get a hold of me. Um, but, you know, I just really appreciate everything uh, that you're doing and that all of the fans are out there doing, asking the right questions, finding out really what's going on in my head. And, you know, I, I've never lost the itch for wrestling. I, I love wrestling. It will never get out of my body, I'll tell you that. Um, it's in my blood, as you can say. Uh, literally. But, you know, I, <laughs> literally. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, I would never, you know, I would never in a million years just, you know, be able to forget about wrestling and, and never speak of it again. So, yeah. you know, like you said, I'm testing the waters. I'm, I'm trying to see where I'm at uh, physically. And, um, you know, my family comes first. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, but, you know, I'm uh, doing doing things, you know, nice and slow, taking my time. Hey, if my dad can come back at 56, you know, I've got, uh, you know, I've got quite a few years left in me. So, um We'll see what happens, you know. I really appreciate your time and, and, and get my story out there. Absolutely. Richie, it's been a pleasure, man. Um, you know, keep keep me posted on uh, any dates, and uh, you're always welcome back uh, to, to give us an update, man. All right. Thank you very much. You guys have a great night. Fantastic. Goodbye. Bye. Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. Four corners. Three. Our mind, let's go. The whole squad is making it clear. We've taken this year. You know who we are, but you don't know why we're here. So this is where the big boys play. These big boys play like who defies the living God. Get out the big boys' way. Outsiders with the swoop in. We live as kings. You see in us, but our third man waits in the wings. And when the time is right, we shock him with the proper attack. I go for dolo, but ain't solo. Cut the promo in black. Hollywood, Hendrix, Prizzle, pinning them. To the man, I'm that one mission with the strength of a hundred men. With one intent to see the will fulfilled of the one who sent his son to give himself. But you rap about your gas and your rags torture. White coffins when I drop a bomb. My mic's awesome, never lost faith. You in all space, you can all skate, suffer, but never cripple. No bin walls in my cross face. From here to Saturday, Raven, anticipating. I was frostbit, now I am glacier, mixed with some Vader. Get to hawking with these animals using. God for my defense in Alabama We jamming, that's beautiful Bobby Eaton, me and Priest We the dangerous alliance, nah, the Harlem Heat Tie the do-rag before we do battle You're talking shit, you are what you speak This too sweet Till the number is took back We reppin' that wolf pack The foundation's shaking, no mistaking Yeah, we shook that Trust in God we trust Pushing forward, never look back Meekness ain't at all weakness Some people mistook that Stamping out this crook rap He turning the power we're on, on the razor's edge, leg drop after a power bomb. Tired of the lies, man. We bringing the truth through. Diligent and fruitful, the owners in our group too. It's good to be king. Sold out this war is brutal. We playing them war games. Our army go move too. You through. I'm in the Baptist with a bat in my hand. And stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter. In the grand scheme, it's that easy. We tag teaming. Steiner brothers, we love it. Demand the win. Establish it. This the clash of the champions. Ha.
This is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. Episode 238, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam show live and living color and fun like a monkey in the wheel. Thank you so much for Richie Steamboat on the show. And uh, we got a lot to talk about, man. So uh, once again, as always, uh, we got some people coming in from Facebook Live. This is the second time. Uh, we will do this uh, Facebook Live at least until... Um, through election season, so next for the next few weeks at least, um, we got Patrick saying go Dodgers. Um, uh, we uh, we also talking some MLB yesterday uh, on the show. Uh, I'm doing fantastic. First question off the bat: How does the mic sound? It's new mic. You're good. You're good to go, man. Um, okay, so cool. Uh, I was really worried about that. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Um, all right, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to presidential talk. Wrong. That is absolutely Wait a minute. Uh, the political hacks. Let me tell you, she's not how to Wait, I don't know, maybe. Who knows? Facts. <laughs> By your people, many of which are absolutely untrue. Bad deals, but it's bad experience. Bad, but it's bad. And I don't, I, I don't deserve that. Absolute wrong. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So, I'll let you start out, Todd. What's, uh, I know you've been, uh, been a top investigator for WikiLeaks lately. So, what are your thoughts on, uh, just the news about that the past week? Well, I've been totally chomping at the bit all day long to talk to you about it. But you're, you've been riding high on that Goldberg high, so I haven't really had a chance to, to chat with you too much about it because that's all you wanted to talk about, which is fine. I realize Goldberg's important. Wrestling's important. But I happen to think that, you know, the leader of the free world, the next leader of the free world is just a little bit more important from time to time. And there has been just a ton, ton of stuff coming out left and right uh, out of the WikiLeaks, uh, information, and now James O'Keefe, who's famous from the old Acorn videos, if you remember those, has got has done a has done a new set of videos where he has caught uh, the Democrat operatives, the actual Democrat operatives, people who work for the DNC, well not DNC, they work for super PACs that work through the DNC, and it's really kind of a tangled mess. Uh, where they're basically they've come out and they say on videotape that the the violence that we've seen at the the Trump rallies that was paid that was paid uh, agitators from the mm-hmm. De- Democratic National Committee people paid not just to go and cause trouble but to get people to punch them so they can say oh look look how bad Trump people are look how bad these people are and. <laughs> it's just blowing my mind that people are just not picking up on this and, and, and more and more people aren't. Well, it's starting to get some steam. It's gotten to the point now where CNN's starting to report it a little bit because uh, it can't be ignored anymore. It's becoming too overwhelming where it can't be ignored. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and with those reports, uh, it the, the lead 
CNN had her for. Um, but here's the thing. Even with those WikiLeaks, uh, she had a four-point lead for CNN. Now it's up to seven. So, you know, uh, even with that, how does it explain that she's actually gained three that information being exposed. Well, I think I, I honestly, <laughs> this is probably not going to get me any fans around anywhere ever. But I'm just convinced that the American public are brain damaged. I mean, <laughs> seriously, I'm sorry, but how can you look at? I mean, there's an overabundance of of evidence that she has cheated. She has been cheating. Since the beginning, she cheated before it even started. She was conspiring to take out Bernie Sanders. And at no point, here's the thing, at no point during all this WikiLeaks thing has anyone come back and said, you know what, this isn't true. Hmm. Well, almost no one. There's been one or two, a little smattering of it, saying it's not true. What they're harping on is where the hack came from, not the actual information. Not that hey we didn't work we weren't working with the DNC against Bernie Sanders, we we weren't trying to stop no they're not saying that they're saying oh they're working with Russia Russia's trying to influence who cares where it came from at this point or to quote a to, to quote a politician what difference does it make at this point you know yeah. who cares where it came from the fact that it's out there the fact that it's true. That's the important thing, the, yeah. or or could even could be true. I'm not, you know, <laughs> and the very fact that the American people just want to ignore that, just want to ignore the fact that this is this is going on, and you're supporting that. Now, again, not a huge Trump guy, but there's got there's some truth to his words at this point when he's talking about the the uh, corruption that runs rampant through D.C. I mean, we all just assume it happens, but here's a guy calling it for what it is, and we're rejecting him because he said some awful, crude things years ago. I don't know, man. I just, I, I, I am so torn right now what I'm going to do in a couple weeks because I feel like it's, almost my civic responsibility to do everything I can to try to stop her yeah. and stop her from getting in that office. Yeah. It looks like it's, me, it looks like it's at the point of no return right now, man. But, um, but so this is, this is how I feel about Hillary Clinton. Okay. So actually I'm going to, Donald Trump as well. Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Both are the two worst candidates that we could possibly have. So, without being said, the people chose Donald Trump. The people chose Hillary Clinton. Okay, so I have I have somewhere to put the people who voted for Donald Trump. I have somewhere to put the people who voted for Hillary Clinton. Two people. Two two people in office. One of these people is going to win. You know what I'm going to do with the people who voted for Trump? 
You just made the list, ladies and gentlemen. So that is a lot of people have made that list this week. That is that is my uh, my introductory uh, list recipients. So, um, <laughs> oh, very interesting. Got a comment here on Facebook Live saying, "Too bad Americans wouldn't be ready for Jesse Ventura or Obama to get third term." Uh, I'm very. I threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we know how you feel about both those old, ideas. Old Jesse, man, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's interesting, man. Um, it, it really is. It's it's really going to boil down to, you know, three three more weeks left. <clears throat> um, is cleansing the driver's seat? You know, what is going? What could happen for her to? For her momentum to completely shift within the next three weeks, I don't. I, don't know. Um, I got a comment. Uh, <clears throat> got a comment. If Trump gets elected, Biden will run in four years. So, <clears throat> I think that. <laughs> I, you know what? The next four years. The next four years. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. The next is the fun term. So, who would be the first uh, person, other than the people that I said, uh, who, would be your cho- who would be your choice? Who would be my choice? Yeah, who would be I your would choice? have, it, it's, a, it's a three-way split for me, honestly, uh, between Mike Lee, uh, Pence and of course Ted Cruz. I think okay. either any three of those people are good constitutional uh, conservatives. They're you know they're old school conservatives, and they stand for something. And while they have personal beliefs that may go you know fly in the face of some popular beliefs right now, Cruz acknowledges, hey, you know what? I don't particularly care for it. It's not not part of my religion, I, but the law of the land states that gay people can be married. So he has that square head on his shoulder that can say, you know, I don't agree with it, but it's not my personal choice. I don't get to decide every law that, that this land has. Yeah. Unlike some some people. Now, what do I see happening? I don't see Hillary. You're right. I don't see Hillary making it to a second term. I see if if she doesn't have health problems like you know we she seems to have, and God forbid she passes away from illness or whatever, taking not Pence. I don't see uh, Kane taking a nomination. I see it going back to the Obamas, and I see Michelle running. Um, I think Blog Talk Radio is having some technical issues, uh, so I'm going to play something right quick to see if it's, uh, because it was, uh, it was working okay with Richie Steamboat, and then it just started jacking up, so let's, let's play some Hell to the Chief to see if it works there. Yeah. Certainly. Uh, unfortunately, Blog Talk Radio, the 
trying to silence the voice of truth. <laughs> the voice of what? I said they're trying to silence the voice of truth. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what's going on. Yeah, it's certainly not myself. I can hear myself perfectly through my podcast mic, uh, and I played uh, something from my actual system, Hilton Chief, and uh, it's definitely not my speakers. Yeah, not my speakers at all. Yeah, so very interesting things there. That's okay. Uh, so, so, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the headlines without further ado. Here we go. Yeah, that's crazy. That uh, that glitch in uh, the blog talk radio uh, throughout the. Throughout that really sinks too, because I mean, there's a couple wrestlers that I I DM with on a not a regular basis, but uh, you know, on occasion. I hear like a weird rumor going around, you know, because I, 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 you know, I got a lot of guys with and over an ROH like you do, that yep. I, I DM with on a fairly regular basis, and and they, you know, usually are right there on the spot, you know, to say, hey, you know, squash that rumor that nothing like that's happening, or they say, right. I can't tell you, or you know, they share a little nugget of information with me, or or, or something along those lines, and when some jerk has to go and ruin it for the rest of us, ruin it for those of us that are trying to get this information out there to everyone. Yes. Because they want their 15 minutes of fame to say, ha-ha, I got you, Nick. Yeah. Or something stupid. I mean, why? I mean, you and I talked about this with, uh, with uh, who was it, uh, wanting to, the fake, the people that create fake Twitter handles under a wrestler's name. Pretend to be them. Yeah. Uh, the, the, it was a few months back. The guy who uh, claimed that oh, get his effort. I know we did it with Mar- uh, Truth Martini, and we were going to do uh, co-interviews. And you're going to interview the real guy, and I was going to interview the fake guy, and then have the fake guy on the interview with the real guy, and have the oh, real guy. Uh, on the um, oh, uh, Mike Knox. Yeah, Mike Knox. Yeah, that's who it was. He's going. The fake guy was going around telling everyone that he's going to be in WWE, but you know what? I decided not to. And Mike Knox came on Twitter and said, "No, none of that's true." Yeah. I don't know who this guy is. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyways, I, I just don't get people like that. I yeah. have fun on Twitter and Facebook and you know, occasionally trolling people, but it's only for kicks and laughs, and it's only with my friends. Yeah. To a celebrity, minor or otherwise. You know, there's no point in that. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time? He's, he's the GOAT. He's, he's the GOAT, man. Uh, but no, the, the, the opposite for me. But, you know, there's sometimes there's a, there's a, there's a thin line be, between, you know, bold and stupid. And, um, you know, he's, 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 uh, he's walking that, he's walking that line like a tightrope. Uh, I don't see anything left for him in UFC, possibly Bellator, but I, I, I don't see anything for him in UFC anymore. Oh gosh, no. He, I mean, he, his his first night. I mean, I, I give him credit. He had a dream. He lived his dream. His dream turned into a nightmare. 
let's put that one to bed. Let's mark that off the bucket list and just move on, punk. Yes. <laughs> 38 years old. Uh, be 38. Yeah, just go ahead and or he, he may have turned 38 already. But yeah, he's, it's, it's time for him to go. Uh, as far as, I mean, Bellator possibly. I mean, he shouldn't have started he shouldn't have started in the UFC anyways. Uh, that was just a, a bad idea. That's like me aspiring to be a baseball player. Uh, he, he'll be 38 uh, next week, actually. Um, a week from today. So a week from Wednesday. Next Wednesday he'll be 38. Um, so yeah, it's it's unfortunate, you know. It's, it, like I said, it's like me. We got some uh, is overrated comments here on Facebook Live, but uh, I agree with you. The bigger the big difference there, though, Chris, is going to be. Um, no offense to you, you're a great guy and you have great listeners and great fans, I'm sure, but you're not going to sell millions of tickets for people to come watch you strike out. CM Punk had. You know, got millions of dollars and and buy pay per view buys just to watch CM Punk get beat up. Um, well, you know, we we can we can. His name recognition was worth something. Yeah, I mean, you know, okay. Well, well with with that scenario, with that uh, with that extra extra layer to the scenario, then how about how about I was notorious uh, in, in in hockey. Okay, I was a I was a notorious hockey player. I elicited a bunch of hate and and a bunch of supporters as well. Lines, um, I you know I talked to him on the phone a, a a few weeks back, and just let's just say that he was happy. He was he was very happy. Not necessarily talked to me, but he was just uh, he just sounded very happy, and he sounded very. Uh, lively, and he sounded uh, a bit slurred. So yeah, I mean, it was you know, and it doesn't surprise me that uh, this happened to, to old Matty Boy. Are you saying he's into herbal remedies? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, green of color, typically. Well, yeah, I mean, herbal remedies are very popular nowadays. They are. And in Colorado and Oregon, yeah. California. California, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So this is what uh this is what the situation obsolete. That's what uh <laughs> that's what he would like to uh identify himself within the within the jail. Uh so yeah, I don't know, man. Let's see how this goes as far as Sidell. But um unfortunately uh, it doesn't look like it's gonna be very good. Undertaker, man, he's now on crutches having surgery. <clears throat> we don't know how severe it's gonna be, but uh eh, you know Shane McMahon was it for him. They're talking about Cena for thirty three is it safe to say, I mean, you know, can we all just say you left on a high note winning the Hell in a Cell match, something that you're known for, Shane McMahon, death-defying, you know, it wasn't an ideal opponent, but it was a very, you know, it was, it was an exciting match to watch. You only lost one time, 
You're one of the, you know, you have the greatest WrestleMania record over over 10 uh, appearances of all time. You've only lost once. Is it, can we just say, put him in the Hall of Fame next week, next month, uh, next to WrestleMania season and uh, go ahead and send him off? I, I wish they would have retired him after the Brock loss, honestly. Yeah, I know. I know that that would sting to go out on a loss like that, but it would have been so in line with the Dead Men character, where Brock mm. puts him down and he just goes away. Yeah, got a comment even, that says even that. Now hey. been, go ahead. Uh, yeah, hold that thought. Comment on Facebook Live that says Taker needs to hang it up. What's left to prove? Yeah, I agree. What are you saying, Todd? Oh, just uh, you know, you know if you're if we're going to do one last match, let's have one last match with two guys who can't really go that hard anymore that could probably pull out one decent match out of, the, out of their their storied careers and give the fans exactly what they want. Go ahead and just do the take-or-sting match. It'll be, it won't be the hard-hitting smash-mouth match that we wanted to see years ago, but we'll get that, that Satisfying Sting versus Undertaker. You know what I mean? Because Sting is said that he, you know, he might have one left in the tank. Well, you know, Sting's the goat to me, legit goat to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I actually have a Sting shirt on right now that the uh, Facebook Live audience can see. Um. Uh, uh, I, I Sting still wants it. Uh, he just was interviewed not too long ago. He still wants it. Um, exactly. One final match. Have them even announced the very beginning of the of the Hall of Fame season that they're going to put the Undertaker in, and then have Undertaker come out, say his few words, tip his hat, and have Sting come out and say, "You know what? No, you're not retiring until I have my match." And there you go. You have your WrestleMania set up. Yeah, the only thing about that, first of all, the sound's much better now, thank God. Um, I can hear you very clear. <clears throat> um, yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. Um, Sting's going to lose again, though. I don't want him to lose two straight WrestleManias, man. Uh, they, they've just just about slaughtered his entire WWE tenure and just losing again in another WrestleMania would just be a travesty. It'll be a travesty to me, man. Well, Sting losing to the Undertaker wouldn't feel like, a, you know, being buried, like Sting losing to Triple H at WrestleMania felt like. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a clear bury of WCW and Sting. Going out to the Undertaker, that would feel like, okay, that was that was respect mm-hmm. given. Yeah, uh, I think they're uh, too late to me. I, I, if I see a Sting Undertaker match, may, maybe they can do it at the Royal Rumble or something. But I don't know at a WrestleMania, Sting losing again. I, I just it just. Just on paper, uh, it just 
makes sense for it to happen, but just the the the, the fan in me, the sting fan in me, uh, would not be happy. Paige proposes to Alberto Del Rio uh, at a um, lucha event uh, this past weekend, uh, but uh, Alberto Del Rio's wife's lawyer says that they are still married. And they are far from divorcing. So, <laughs> how do you explain all this nonsense? Crazy. I mean, stalker much? I, I, oh, my gosh. I mean, she's already... Okay, what... The WWE haven't released what she tested positive for, that she's in violation of the wellness program again. But clearly, mm-hmm. she's on something. Right. You know? <laughs> A WWE uh, performer, she's still contracted, shows up in a ring in Puerto Rico mm-hmm. to propose married boyfriend. Right. And meanwhile, her mom and dad are tweeting out how they're such so against all of this. Right. Is she just trying to get her own uh, split-off reality show on E? Is that what, you know, total split crazy divas? <laughs> yeah, uh, um, yeah, to- total ex divas probably. Yeah, it's it's sad. It, it really is. She's twenty four. She's she's young. She's naive. She's been engaged before. She's admitted that she's had uh, a problem with relationships. We got a comment here on Facebook Live saying she's trying to get fired. I agree. She's so gung ho. She's so she's so strung out. On Alberto Del Rio, someone who is nearly 16 years older than he is, she is almost old enough to be, you know, uh, an uncle. <clears> oh <throat> uh, well, she is. I mean, call her, call, call him Uncle Albert. He uh, basically, uh, she, he's he's her uncle, and it's weird. And you know, hey, listen, if I was 39 <clears throat> and I wasn't married, and I see a 23 year old. Um, "Quote unquote hottie." If I if I found someone who was attractive, I was twenty three. It would feel weird, you know, if I was sixteen years younger than someone. But if I was, you know, if I had a different mentality and knew that it was just for pleasure, I I, I can see why Del Rio's doing that. But here's the thing: I, I don't think that he is on the same plane that she is. Um, Absolutely you know, not. I, you know, he's like, "Hey, I'm. I might get back with my wife. Uh, you know, I, I'm. I'm. I'm mad at my wife right now. We're about to divorce. It's not finalized though. We have three kids together. Uh, I just want just a side chick. You know, and she's like, "Hey, I want a husband or a husband." And I don't think they're on the same plane, unfortunately. Billy Corgan sues TNA. The company's millions of dollars of debt with, uh, and I mentioned this before on, on my uh, Raw Review, audience of one, their, their production companies suing them. <clears throat> Tennessee's uh, suing them for uh, unpaid taxes. And now they just got a new um, uh, lawsuit in July from American Express for not paying their credit cards. So they're they're reaching $4 million in debt right now. And it's 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 about it, man. I mean, they're 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 nearly four million dollars in debt, 
you still have people who are not being paid, um, who they still they have yet to uh, catch up with pay. So, I mean, from a financial standpoint, they, they really don't have any other choice but the phone. I mean, there, there's really nothing else to do. I, I, I can't agree. I mean, not to mention that the product is damaged, is so far, so damaged from the Bischoff and Hogan days yeah. that there was hardly any coming back from that. And then you throw on top of that all the financial woes. It yeah. put a fork in them. They're done. Yeah. Right. Even if they want to stay alive, they can't. I mean, they just can't. From a financial standpoint, they have to fold. They have to. Dixie Carter has to, you know, swallow her ego, put it down the toilet, digest it, you know, and say, listen, I I, I was very bad financially. I had my parents, you know, uh, just fronting me money all the time. Just follow the company. We 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 lasted for nearly fourteen and a half years. Um, you know there were a t- there was a time where we were kind of competitive with the WWE. However, it's it is what it is. It's time to phone. It's it, it really is. They're just they just can't. I mean they 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 cannot financially uphold themselves. All right, we got a few minutes. Um, let me know your Raw and your SmackDown thoughts. Well, let's uh, get ready for Raw and SmackDown review. Here we go. Give me a couple minutes with your Raw and SmackDown review. Okay, quick rundown. Um, I continue to love the Jericho, KO, KO, Jericho friendship. It's one of the best things on Raw. You just made the list! (laughs) I made the list. I'm going to say, (laughs) I'll let you go into a Goldberg rant. However, we know Michael Cole Get the sound bite. Michael Cole, you just made the list. You Goldberg just made the list! <laughs> Thank you. You got any more? Goldberg was not even close to being the best WCW champion. Not even in the top five, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the I love the line uh, from Raw about Sheamus and Cesaro being court-appointed tag team partners. I love it was cracking up on that. Yeah, that was, that was great. Uh, Raw is going to go with really interesting booking for uh, Hell in the Cell and putting uh, putting the uh, women's match as the main event. I hope they. I, I really hope they perform, and I really hope that they elevate women wrestling to main event status with their performance in that Hell in the Cell match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I 
I mean, hey, it, it could happen as long as Sasha, Sasha's back holds up, and it should be good. And finally, on Raw, I and you you know I am I am not a Roman Reigns fan at all. I have never been a Roman Reigns fan. I didn't even join the anti-Roman fans uh, that have come out. You know, I've always not been a Roman fan. But I'll be darned if I am not excited, or not excited, well, interested in the Rusev-Roman Reigns match in Hell in the Cell. Mm-hmm. So, Todd, they got me on that around, one, man. You're coming around, Todd. It's, you've, you've made way too many positive comments about Roman Reigns the past couple of months. It's okay. You can come around. Us Roman fans will embrace you with open arms. We're forgiving. We're very forgiving. It's totally okay. It's no problem. I think it has uh, more to do with Roman is finally growing as a as a professional wrestler, whereas okay. uh, you know, before he was so green, and they just said, "Here, you're a main event guy now," and we're yeah. all like, uh, "No." Whatever reason you want to give Todd is totally okay with me. Trust me. Your secret's safe with me and about 13,000 other listeners. So, you know, it's, it's okay. What up? You know, but <laughs> it's okay. Um, got a comment, someone agreeing with you, Todd, saying Goldberg is not the best WCW champ. They didn't stop all that from uh, Facebook Live yet. I agree. That, that you know, I'm a Goldberg, Mark. I, the whole moment was just absolutely amazing for me. I, I, it was, I had to write about on the Inquisitor. Um, check that out. Chris Featherstone, Bill Goldberg, the Inquisitor. So you can look at my article. I actually put it on the Crave Wrestling Facebook page, uh, too, so you can check it out there. But yeah, it was great. I, I thought it was just the whole moment. Just, I was such a mark in 98, and just, it just, re, it, it just, I, I pushed the rewind button 18 years, so it was just amazing to me. His promo was heartfelt. I talked about it a lot on the Raw, um, the Raw review yesterday on Facebook Live. So we only have a few minutes left. It was awesome. Uh, what do you think of Jacob Ellsworth and AJ Styles? AJ losing against Ellsworth again. I'm trying to decide if my wife's going to kill me for getting the James Ellsworth T-shirt. That's that's. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> yeah. You know what? Can we just James be done with James Ellsworth already, please. James Ellsworth. You, you know what, James Ellsworth? You know what? You know, you know what, James? You just made the list. <laughs> I can't with Ellsworth. Uh, you know, not. I, you know, you know how I am. I like comedic characters. I, I like cheesiness. I like stuff like that, but. The world title level, the world title level, Ellsworth is the new Ar- David Arquette is, is the Facebook Live comment. Um, yeah, you know, I just think that that was just the stupidest thing, man. And, and to have AJ lose against him again, I don't care if it was just a DQ. He's the world champ. That just that diminishes SmackDown. The part of me wants to think that they are purposely trying to make SmackDown the B show because they were looking at the ratings and they're like, oh, this is way too close. And they're trying to make SmackDown the B show because of that. I, there's a part of me that, that strongly believes that. 
because there's no way in the world that they would put James Ellsworth in the main event on Raw for the title. There's no way. There's there's no way they would do that. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, flavor of the week coming up. It is now time for the flavor of the week. All right, flavor of the week uh, is uh, we only got a couple minutes left um, for the week. Top five uh, opponent that uh, Goldberg has ever had. So go from your five to one, Todd. Uh, go for it. Number five, Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. The beginning of the streak. You got to start there. You, you know, what made, was a dark match. No one hardly saw it, but it was the beginning of the streak. So you got to give that credit right there. Number four, and I think you, you and I got in this for a while, but Brock Lesnar. <sighs> Only because of the current storyline. I know it's bad. it wasn't a great match, but historically speaking, in context of the current storylines, you know, I have to give it some significance there. I have I have something for that right quick as far as what Goldberg wants to do with that match. Delete! 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 Number three. Are we done yet? Are you done deleting me? <laughs> Go ahead with your number three while you try to choke me up. Okay. Let me see. Uh, number three. I have my list here. Where'd my list go? There it is. Steven Regal, the first man to make Goldberg actually work during a match. Mm-hmm. Fantastic match. Uh, let me see. My number two. The Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Woo! Nice. And of, and of course, number one, D D D P. Nice. <clears throat> I can dig it. Uh, number five, Raven. Uh, first singles title, U.S. title. Number four, Scott Steiner. Number three, Bret Hart. Number two, Hulk Hogan. And number three, was awesome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> thank you so much for enduring my uh, uh, sickness to, today. Um, I, I have more sniffles than uh, Donald Trump uh, in the debate. So, uh, speaking of the debate, uh, it, it, it is actually officially Wednesday, and it happens tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see the tomfoolery that uh, the debate is going to have Um I thank you for all of the interaction on Facebook Live. Continue to join us on Tuesdays, at least for the election season for Facebook Live, so we'll be here for the next few weeks. Thank you to Richie Steamboats for coming on the show tonight. Next week, we're having Lance Hoyt, uh, uh, former WWE star, former TNA star. Now he's uh, doing some great things in NWA and in Japan, so... Lance Hoyt will be on the show next week. So it should be fun. Todd will be back with us as always uh, through the out, throughout the election season. Uh, we're going to talk some more politics. We got the debate coming up tomorrow. So, of course, we're going to be talking about that. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of other craziness that's going to go on. 
throughout the week of wrestling to talk about. So we always have headlines. Off the Ropes podcast, let them know about it uh, within the next 30 seconds. Check out Off the Ropes podcast. You can find us at thenerdylegion.com. I can be found on Twitter at Mike Todd. And make sure you go check out those videos from Project Veritas. Project Veritas. Uh, Great videos, very informative. Might, uh, Might change the way you're looking at things. Take a look. Read up on it, folks. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is the show for tonight. God bless you all. Until next week, have fun. Enjoy the debates. Enjoy your week of wrestling. And God bless. Goodbye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.